This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome to the Internet and Radio Ministry of the Christian Crusaders. It is inspiring to learn of a church or a pastor with a great outreach ministry, how it opens relationships and builds societal unity. But is that what the church has been called to do? Join us as we talk about the church's main focus in today's program, The Message Matters. What would you say is the most important truth for a Christian church to operate by? Over my years of ministry, God has taught me this. It's the message that matters most. I hope you'll stay with me as we look at what this important message is. We begin in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Let's pray. Gracious God, we thank you for your holy word today and ask that your Spirit would open our eyes to see and our hearts to receive the truth which you want us to have in our lives. Amen. Our reading for today is taken from the Apostle Paul's letter to the Romans, chapter 1, beginning at verse 13. I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that I have often intended to come to you, but thus far have been prevented, in order that I may reap some harvest among you as I have among the rest of the Gentiles. I am a debtor both to Greeks and to barbarians, both to the wise and to the foolish, hence my eagerness to proclaim the gospel to you also who are in Rome. For I am not ashamed of the gospel. It's the power of God for salvation to everyone who has faith, to the Jew first and also to the Greek, For in it the righteousness of God is revealed through faith for faith. As it is written, the one who is righteous will live by faith. Dear friends, when I was training at the seminary to become a pastor, I had a mentor that made a big, big impact in my life. His name was Pastor Homer Larson. He said to me as I was getting ready to go out into my first church. Always work hard on your message. Make sure you preach that gospel. Nothing else really matters in comparison to your message that you give your people. And through the years, I've followed his advice, and it's been a blessing to me. And I've told my congregation, this hour that you spend with me in church today could make a significant change in your life. And if I didn't believe that, I wouldn't stand up here in front of you like this and preach. I wouldn't give my life to be a pastor or a personal witness. The Apostle Paul would concur with that advice that Homer gave me. That message matters. Work hard on it. As we hear him getting ready to go to Rome to speak with them, He hadn't been there before, and so he wrote a letter ahead. We find it in our New Testament. And in that letter, he he shares with them a little bit about himself after he 
tells him of all the good things he's heard about them. He says, I am so eager to come and be with you. And you want to know why? I'm eager to proclaim the gospel to you who are in Rome. He's eager. He can't wait to get up there and share the gospel. He says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel. I'm not embarrassed by it. People may question this odd message I have. They may look at the cross as foolishness. They may think that uh, the whole idea of grace is absurd. But I am not ashamed of the gospel. Why? Because it's the power of God for salvation to everyone who has faith. That word power is the Greek word dynamis, from which we get the word dynamite. The gospel is God's dynamite. You know the power of dynamite to, to, to change things all around it when it goes off? The gospel is not another philosophy of life. It's God's dynamite. It's a power that can and does change a person's life. It changed the trajectory of Paul's life. He's speaking from his own personal experience. He says it's a power to bring salvation. That word salvation means wholeness. It makes us whole again. It restores us into a saving relationship with the God who made us. And in it, the righteousness of God is revealed through faith, Paul says, for faith. That through faith means Paul's faith, for the the one who's bringing the gospel, for faith, so that we might believe. And in it, the righteousness of God is revealed, God's righteous plan. His plan to make us right with him through his son, Jesus. It's good news. And so we ask, well, what is the gospel specifically? Let me tell you what it's not. It's not the golden rule. Do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. And it's not simply some form of music that makes us tap our toes. And it's not only a book that we find in the Bible about the life of Jesus. And it's not a tradition of good news we hear at certain times of the year, like at Christmas or Easter or when grandma or grandpa dies. Here's what it is. It's the good news of what God has done for us, calling us to a response. The gospel is not good advice to men and women, but good news about Jesus Christ. It's not an invitation to us to do anything, but it's a declaration of what God has done. It's not a demand, but it's an offer. It's a story. And the story goes like this. I'm a person that was created by God in his image for a relationship with God. I'm precious in his sight, the crown of his creation. But I am also a sinner who has broken that relationship with my sinfulness. Ever since the time of Adam and Eve, there has been a great gap between God and humankind that needed to be taken care of. And no matter how hard we may try to save ourselves and make ourselves look good in God's sight, no matter how hard we may try, we always fall short. All of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. I can try to build my spiritual resume to get myself into a relationship with God and go to his heaven, but it'll never be good enough. Someone once explained it this way. Suppose you had friends over for breakfast and you were to prepare an omelet for this friend. And you have five good eggs and one rotten egg and it gets mixed in with the five. You surely cannot 
serve that up to your guest. It would be unacceptable. In the same way, we might have all of these good eggs in our lives, all these according to the, what human beings would say are good things, even though we know from Scripture that all of it's filthy rags in God's sight. But even one thing, one bit of rottenness in us, we cannot serve it up to God and expect it to be acceptable. We've got a problem. And God is merciful. He loves us, but he's also just. There are consequences for our sinfulness. It's death. And not just death when we take our last breath in this world, but death in the here and now, a spiritual death, life apart from God, the source of real life. And it reaches all the way into eternity. He loves us, but he's just. But here's what our God did for us. Out of love for sinners like you and me, he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die upon a cross and pay the debt for my sin, which I could not pay. He suffered on that cross the wrath and punishment for sin that I was supposed to receive. In some mysterious and wonderful way, it was like he became a sponge on that cross and he's he became sin, who knew no sin, and God poured out on him his wrath. As we hear Jesus cry out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He's experiencing judgment day that I'm supposed to experience. And as he says his last words in the cross, it is finished. He's announcing God's plan to save us has been accomplished. The debt is paid in full. And then God raised him up again. <laughs> yes. And he said yes to that sacrifice. And he opened the way to a restored relationship with himself, which lasts for eternity, all the way to heaven. And that's the good news that Paul is talking about today, that he's so eager to bring to those people in Rome. John Stott, a wonderful Christian scholar and preacher, said one time, Christianity is in its very essence a rescue religion. The gospel is all about a rescue that has taken place through Jesus Christ. Tim Keller, who's a kind of a favorite of mine these days, an author I like to read, says, Christianity's basic message differs at root with the assumptions of traditional religions. The founders of every other major religion essentially came as teachers, not as saviors. They came to say, do this and you will find the divine. But Jesus came essentially as a savior rather than a teacher, though he, he did teach as well. Jesus says, I am the divine come to you to do what you could not do for yourselves. The Christian message is that we are saved not by our record, but by Christ's record. We've been rescued by Jesus Christ. That's the gospel. But this gospel calls for a response. It's not enough to simply know that this has happened. It calls for a personal response from the individual. The response of believing in Jesus Christ and holding out an empty hand like a beggar to receive the gift God wants to give. To believe in him is so much more than intellectual assent, like mouthing a creed of some sort. It's trust. 
It's trust. It's betting the farm, betting your life on what Jesus has done for you and receiving the gift. It's entrusting yourself to following him and trusting him all the way into eternity. And you know what that gospel does when a person receives it? I mean, have you received it in your life? I would be neglecting you today if I didn't ask you that. Have you received the gift that God wants to give you? Have you accepted the good news and put it into your life at the center, Jesus Christ? Because when you do, this is what you'll discover that the gospel does in your life. It gives you assurance, forgiveness for your sins. You don't have to carry around your past any longer. You don't have to worry about what your God thinks of you. When he looks at you, he sees Jesus, the righteousness of Jesus. It gives you the assurance that, yes, I am going to die in this world someday, but I know where I'm going. I'm going to be with him in eternity in heaven because I am a child of God. I know also that he is going to walk with me throughout the rest of my days in this world. And I can talk to him. He's available to me in prayer. I can call out, Father. I can open his word and he's longing to speak to me. There's assurance there. I'm not alone. I'm his forever. That's what the gospel does for a person. The gospel gives a new life with a new set of values to the person who receives Christ. God's values, because Jesus shows me what priorities really are and what God's will is for my life as I live with him in those gospels. God does not move us beyond the gospel ever. We don't graduate from the gospel by saying yes to Jesus and then, okay, now give me some graduate level work to to work on in my life. No, we stay with that gospel. That's where the life is for us. We never get beyond that gospel. He moves us more deeply into the gospel because of all all of the power that we need in order to change and mature comes through the gospel. We can't change ourselves. Only the gospel can change us. The gospel does ignite the Christian life, but it's also the fuel that keeps Christians going and growing every day. Real change in us cannot happen apart from that gospel. Not only assurance and a a new set of values, a new life, I get a new purpose. There's a new motivation in my life. I've been loved by the God who created me through his son, Jesus Christ. I am rescued. I am saved. Therefore, I want to spend the rest of my days living for him and serving him. Not because I need him to to love me, but because he already has loved me through his son, Jesus Christ. There you have it. That message has blessed my ministry in my congregation, and it has blessed Christian crusaders over the years and made us effective in our mission for Christ. You see, folks, it's so easy for the church to get caught up in the latest news stories or in politics or favorite social issues or or getting into doing how-to messages that sound more like psychological jargon than anything else. 
in order to be attractive to people, to get them in the doors of the church. But that is not what we have been called to do. That is not what the church of Jesus is to be about. We're in the business of calling people to a trusting relationship with Jesus Christ, eager to share the gospel, point them to Jesus who's saying, follow me. Telling people that Christ holds the key to life for now and into eternity. We're about the gospel of what's been done for us through Jesus Christ. It's good news. This world needs good news. And we've got it. As we consider the future of Christian Crusaders, there are some things about us that must never change. That emphasis on the gospel. The message matters. It's life for the individual. Of course, we work hard to, to be creative and get attention so people will hear it. But the bottom line is, we always have to ask, has the gospel of what God has done for us through His Son, Jesus Christ, been proclaimed? I hope our listeners will always hold my feet to the fire on that one. Because that is really all we have to offer this world. That's what differentiates us from every other organization. Christian Crusaders or the church were different. We have the gospel. And you know what I've learned over the years? God blesses that. He uses it. And people get rescued. He blessed Paul's ministry, didn't he? What an impact Paul had on his world, the world of his day, and, and even into this day now as we read his letters and get changed by his message. He blessed Martin Luther's ministry, didn't he? Thus the Reformation. And we know from experience that he's blessed our ministry along the way. Many lives have been touched and changed by the gospel. In my own congregation, we recently had a couple stand up and share their testimony. The wife said this remarkable thing after they explained that we came to, to this church and for the first time really heard the gospel and it changed us and we committed our lives to following Christ. And she said, you see, it's changed us so much that Christianity for us is not a hope so, it's a no so. I know where I'm going when I die. And they talked about their new mission to bring that gospel to others around them. It was a very, very inspiring story they shared with us that day. The rescue message of what God in Christ has done for us is the only life-giving thing, you see, that we really have to offer this world. So let us commit ourselves to not be ashamed, but to be faithful and bold for the gospel, not only insisting that it be preached, but that it be shared one-on-one -on -one by all of us who know Jesus with those God has put into our lives to reach, that they might be rescued as well. May this good, good news about a good story of Jesus Christ and what he's done continue to be proclaimed. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, we praise you for the gospel, the good news of what Jesus has done for us. 
help us to trust it, cling to it, share it with others, and immerse ourselves in it in order that we may grow and bear fruit to your honor and glory. In the name of Jesus, we ask this. Amen. Now, as you go on your way, may Christ go with you. May he go before you to show you the way, behind you to encourage you, beside you to befriend you, above you to watch over, and within you to give you his peace. Amen. You have been worshiping with the Internet and Radio Ministry of the Christian Crusaders. It is our prayer that today's message has encouraged you to receive the gift of the gospel and entrust yourself to follow Jesus and trust him all the way to eternity. If Christian Crusaders has helped meet your spiritual needs and you're in a position to do so, we ask you to consider making a contribution to help pay for radio time. We hear from many people who consider this program to be of vital importance to their spiritual needs. Address your donations to Christian Crusaders, Post Office Box 522, Cedar Falls, Iowa, 50613. Our toll-free telephone number is 1-888-MY-FAITH. That's 1-888-693-2484. In the Waterloo, Cedar Falls, Iowa area, dial 277-0924. Or visit our secure online donation page christiancrusaders.org backslash support. Today's service is also available to be heard or read on the Internet, as well as hundreds of previously aired messages from our virtual sermon library as well. You can also sign up to automatically receive our program directly to your phone or other electronic device by podcast. Make a note to check us out at christiancrusaders.org. We are happy you chose to worship with us this day, and we pray you will continue to join us each week on this station. Today's program was given by the Reverend Steve Kramer, Senior Pastor of Shepherd of the Valley Lutheran Church in Afton, Minnesota, and speaker on Christian Crusaders, now in its 82nd year of continuous Sunday worship broadcasting. <laughs>